Welcome back to the podcast, Pro Wrestling Nation, and I am your host, Funky Sam Medina. And you guys, this week, we are here with the master of the Chicago Bear Hug, Steve Michaels. What's up, Steve? Hey, how's it going? Not pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. It's uh, it's starting to get cold here in Chicago, so just trying to stay warm. Oh, I bet it is. It's getting cold here, uh, but I bet it's, I mean, I'm in California, so I bet it's the summer, summer paradise compared to where you are. Oh yeah, no. There's there's still snow outside right now. It snowed uh, a couple days ago. So, oh yeah. See, I'm over here like snow. What's that? <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. That's that's why I like to do do my travel. <laughs> awesome. Hell yeah. Hey, right off the bat, you mentioned Chicago. I kind of wanted to bring this up, and I want to get out of the way. Uh, we recently had uh, it's, it's a hot topic right now. Uh, the return of of Chicago's favorite son, if you will. Uh, CM Punk has returned to the WWE. And since you are a Chicago guy, uh, I would just like to get an opinion, good, bad, indifferent on, on the return. Yeah, I think, look, I think it's great for business. Um, CM Punk is a proven draw. Uh, it's proven that he makes money for whatever company he's a part of. Um, and it's compelling television, right? Um, you know, uh, you, you can look at the metrics that WWE did. Um on the videos of his return at, at uh, survivor series. Um, you can, yeah, I think it's at 75 million views across the board. Yeah. It, it was, it's like their most watched social media video of all time. Um, and it's only been three days. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, people are interested people. It gets people talking and, you know, in, in, in this, this world of of professional wrestling where uh attention spans are so short and people forget things so quickly to have somebody that no matter where he goes whether it's wwe or AEW, people are talking about him uh, and people are tuning in just to see him uh and that's that can be nothing but good yeah i completely agree i completely agree it's it's cool to see him back there It's, it's almost surreal you know it was one of those things that you thought you would never see but uh yeah i i'm happy for it i'm happy about it as well and uh yeah go chicago yeah you know it's it was one of those things i i was watching survivor series and uh when he his music hit uh i popped at home uh you know it's it's there's not a lot of moments like that in the business anymore where where you truly get caught off guard and you truly get surprised and uh i think the whole world was surprised uh at the pay-per-view and um you know, it it people are tuned in. People tuned into Raw just to to see what he would say and see what he would do, and you know, uh, see what what Seth would do and all that. So, um, yeah, it it's good for business, and and it it's gonna make a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah. Speaking of uh, being at home and popping, so they were doing the storyline throughout Survivor Series where Randy wasn't there. Randy's not here yet. Randy's not here yet. And I told my wife, I go, okay, one of two things are gonna happen. Uh, at the end of the night, the, when the countdown hits, it's either going to be Randy Orton's music or it's going to be CM Punk's music, and we're getting one of those returns tonight, right? Yeah, it, and yeah, so when, that's when, that's exactly it. 
yeah, then when Randy came out, we had the War Games match, and everything was, was great and cute and adorable and everything. And then I was like, all right, that's a night, you know, and I was getting ready to call it a night. And then the CM Punk's music hit. And I am like, I don't want to say smart fan because a lot of people give those smart fans a bad name, but I'm like an informed fan here, you know, and I was even caught off guard and I was expecting it. Yeah, you know, and, and that was that was me, too. You know, it was uh, it got to the point, you know, they they hit the the copyright graphic and and we're so trained that that's the end of the show. You know, copyright yep. hits, screen goes black, end of the night um, for them to to hit the copyright and then have something big like CM Punk show up happen um, was huge. Like, I mean, that's what really caught everyone off guard. I saw a video the other day of of a fan who was in the arena uh, and he was saying, no, I think we're off the air. It's he's not coming. And then as soon as he finishes saying that punks music hits, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they got everybody, even the people in the building and um, that's special, you know, as, as, as a wrestler myself, you know, that's, that's special when you're able to, to, to take everyone who thinks they know everything about the business nowadays and be like, no, you still don't know everything. Yeah, especially uh, WWE, that's a cool where it's, especially WWE, where it's so like form formula. You know, they have like their formula and everything. And yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Hey, so let's let's talk about you now. Uh, yeah. your first thing is first. You're the master of the Chicago Bear Hug. Tell us about the Chicago Bear Hug. Yeah, you know, uh, generally speaking, I'm I'm kind of a throwback to the the big man wrestlers of the the late '80s and early '90s. You know, your your Bam Bams, your Vaders, your uh, your Ahmed Johnsons, your, you know, your, your big guys. Um, and I, I was always a fan of the bear hug, you know, um, okay. it's one of those, those maneuvers that, uh, you don't see a lot nowadays, you know, yeah. everything is quick, impactful, boom, done. Um, the bear hug is designed to, uh, to, to really be a kind of a slow burn maneuver, um, and I wanted to, I wanted to bring that back. I wanted to do a, a throwback to that, and um, and and it works really well for me. Um, and and the fans seem to love it. You know, um, the being being called the the Chicago Bear was a thing. Uh, one of my former trainers kind of came up with accidentally. Um, <laughs> well, if you're from around here and they call you the the San Francisco Bear, that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a completely different thing uh and it means a different thing in, in some neighborhoods up here too but like uh you know the my one trainer I, he would uh uh his name was dan carr um he he was one of the he was the creator of american gladiators actually um but he would he'd have me do bag drills where i'd do sit-ups with a 75 pound uh, punching bag basically on my chest and just oh, wow. I'd, I'd just get them up at a clip um i would do sometimes i'd get up to 200 at, at a time and um i'd always beat out these you know crossfit guys and these these athletes and fighters and and stuff that would come into train and were he they, looked were at they me one people sorry to interrupt you were they people that thought they were gonna like blow you away because they were crossfit guys yeah because i mean i'm not i'm not a small dude i'm i'm 350 pounds you know i'm a big guy um and so they're you know they're ripped they're jacked they got six packs eight packs 12 packs whatever you know and they're they're like yeah i i can do this and it's like okay well (laughs) no one no one touching your feet here's a 25 pound bag do as many as you can 
and they you know they'd get 50 maybe 75 uh and i'd just be going um and he told me one day he's like you know what you are you're a bear he's like you wouldn't look at a grizzly bear and be like oh that grizzly bear's fat you'd be like that's a grizzly bear he's like that's a, yeah that's he's, a big ass grizzly bear yeah he's like he was like you're big he's like you got fat he's like but there's muscle under that fat he's like that's what you are you're the chicago bear uh and that's oh, where it because came of from Chicago bears. Right. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're the Chicago bear. He's like, that's you. Uh, and I was like, that actually has a really good ring to it. Uh, and once I decided I was going to do the bear hug, it just, the Chicago bear hug, just, it all just kind of rolled together and just worked perfectly. That is awesome. That's cool. Do you have, and this might be a, a weird, obscure question. Uh, is, who's the best bear hug of all time? Oh man. Um, you know what i i think there's qualities to everyone's like i i think the last person who i saw it actually do it was like brock lesnar um yeah he did he did one he got he called the brock lock yeah um in the, in the first run in the early run yeah and and like since him no one's done it but um i think maybe uh the giant would do it in wcw a lot yeah, I mean it it's always the the big dudes or or the guys that have a have a super long reach because it's yeah. one of those moves I got to get this on a guy whether you know he's a a 175 pound cruiserweight guy or whether he's a 340 pound guy. I've got to be able to get around him and lock in the bear hug and um you know not not everyone can do that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. Hey, so a few months ago uh, my wife and I, uh, we watched a show on Netflix called Wrestlers, and that it was it was so incredible. I loved I loved. It. I wish it was more. I wish it was like more episodes. Um, uh, you know, I wish I wish like I could watch wrestling like that more often, where like they're in the back and they're like, "This is what we're gonna do," and then they go out there and they do it, and they show the people like getting excited for what they were planning on doing. It was so much fun. Uh, tell us, I guess, about the show first, and you know, and then we'll go into a little bit deeper. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, for those that haven't seen it, Wrestlers uh, was a is a docu series uh, on Netflix. Uh, it was made by the same guy that created Cheer and created Last Chance U. Um, oh, nice. And after he was done with that, he pretty much he went to Netflix and was like, "Hey, this is something I want to do." And you win that many Emmys for Netflix, they're gonna kind of be like, "Yeah, do whatever you want." <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and that's what happened. Um, you know, he, he came down to, to Louisville and, um, he, we create, we created all the show. Um, it, there was zero script to it. It was 100% unscripted, um, it, in wrestling. That's a very rare thing in, in, uh, in reality television. That's a very rare thing, but yes, this, I can is. tell I mean you. Yeah, because a lot of reality shows they're creating. I mean, they may not be scripted, but they're creating situations. Yeah, they're creating the drama. They're they're finding yeah. it, but it's you know you're you're in a wrestling locker room. There's always going to be drama. There's <laughs> yeah. there's going to be the natural stories there. So, you know, there's there were no writers for this show. This was what you saw is what you got and what actually happened. You know, there's uh there were points where I was I was watching it once it got released and uh it was almost like an out-of-body experience to me because I was in the building uh, watching exactly what was going on happen, but from a different standpoint. So I got to relive days from different points of view, which is a very, very strange thing. Um, um, 
Yeah, it was like watching on TV what you lived. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it really was. I was like, oh, I remember this, but I, 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 or I heard about that this was going on in a different room or, but I just didn't know. Um, it was really great to get to relive that. Um, and I think it showed the, the true reality of what, uh, being a professional wrestler is and what it's like to have to work television uh because it's a whole different piece than having to work independent shows yeah yeah i would say so as well i would say so as well yeah that show was really fun i think um my like one of my favorite parts about it was we watched the way it portrayed like for example Haley j versus maria right mm-hmm. they, they had like a hardcore match and yeah. then going and watching the actual match and it's almost like watching two different things, but it's like the same thing. And it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's fascinating how they edited it and how they, yeah. they cut it in such a way that if if you go back, uh most of this, uh all of these matches are are on Fight TV. You can they're all archived there. Um you can go back and, and watch all of this after you you watch wrestlers and it becomes a whole new match because now you have external um uh, reference points. Yeah, the knowledge, like, right? Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. and it it just makes it it makes it that much more enjoyable to watch. Um, and and you appreciate what what the the boys and girls in the back are are really doing, and and more importantly, what the guys behind the camera are actually doing to to make the product what it is. I think so too. I think it does give you a more of appreciation, especially in this situation, because you know that it's it's all hands on deck or this thing isn't going to make it and they're just everybody's everybody's trying their damnedest to to make it you know make it afloat and then by the end everything seems to be like pretty okay um with just the whole the whole concept in general i mean not to give away too much but right yeah i mean it's pretty good at the end so hopefully uh, everything is great now uh, you know everything's everything's fantastic you know ovw since it's since wrestlers has been released ovw has sold out every single show that we have run at the Davis arena since then. That's cool. Um, Yeah. I mean, and and we're selling out it sometimes like a week in advance, which is wild. Um, You know, the, everyone that works there believes in the company. Um, I've been a part of OVW since 2019. Um, You know, I, I was there through the pandemic. I was there bringing it back from the pandemic. Um, And, the people that are there want to be there and the people that are there yeah. um, truly believe in, in what we're putting out and, and, and believe in, in Al and what, what Al's doing behind the scenes um, and, and what uh, Doug Basham and Adam Revolver and, um, and all these guys, Brian Kennison, what they're all doing um, that, that no one else gets to see. Absolutely. And you can tell by watching it, that is like a big family and everybody wants to be there and everybody wants to try their hardest to make this thing succeed. It's, it's wonderful. I love it. It's one of the best locker rooms I've ever been a part of. It truly is. Um, everyone really pushes in the same direction and, you know, like, like any family, there's, there's arguments and there's, there's disagreements yeah. and, and, and we have our issues, you know, we're, we're not perfect. Uh, but at the end of the day, we all just want this company to succeed. Uh, because another successful wrestling company in this industry uh, means more money, more work, more, more everything for, for everybody. Um, And that's, that's a really great thing. 
absolutely is what was your role on the show like were you featured on it so they did film some stuff with me uh that unfortunately made the cutting room floor um <laughs> but uh you know i've i've got the the promo shots from it and uh i was around the whole summer and um what a lot of people may not realize is they were there almost every single road show we did they were there oh, um wow. every every tv taping for that whole summer i think it was from uh like june through august um they had they were there with us for three months um behind backstage on the road on on these house shows all of it um and and even after the shows at at some of the like our after parties and 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 hangouts and things like that so they literally had hundreds of hours of footage um and so it's you know it's understandable why a lot of us ended up not making it because you've got oh, yeah. a lot so much footage. um but the the reality is what they they showed is such a good cross section of what the company actually is um and the heart that's behind um all of us that are there what was it like having them with you guys for three months? Like, cause I know as a wrestler, you have so many things going on already as it is. And now there's a kind of a TV crew following everybody around. Uh, what's that like? Uh, at the start, it's very stressful um, because, you know, people are mic'd up and you've got cameras everywhere and you've got uh, rooms that have, have live mics get. Uh, and, and so it's, it's stressful, you know, just, being in that environment where no matter what you say or do um, it's being recorded and there's no real safe spot from that. Yeah. Um, but the longer that summer went on, um, the more that camera crew and that production crew kind of became like family to us. Like we, we welcomed them in um, and they accepted just kind of being a part of it, you know, and um, you know, they, they would, hang out with us and 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 we would joke with them and and be on first name basis and and all this and uh it became by the by the time that they left um it was almost bittersweet because a lot of those guys you know you you get to know um and you get to know a little bit more more personally than uh than you would expect to get to know them um but it was overall it was it was a very good experience and i'm i'm glad i got to take a part of it because that's something not a lot of people get to say they, that they've gotten to do. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, just especially a Netflix credit on top of that. Yeah. And, and Netflix, you know, Netflix was so great to us. The, uh, the, the whole crew was so great with us and uh, feel very lucky that we got this opportunity to show the world what, what OVW is truly about nowadays. So the big question is now I know you don't have a say in this, uh, but will there be a wrestler season two? They haven't said no. Uh, well, that's, and, a, that's a start. Right. Um, you know, the we would all love it. We would all love to to show them where, where the company's at now, to show uh, everyone how much it's grown just in the past, you know, three months, four months. Um, what everyone can do is just keep watching, keep talking about it. Let them know, hey, this is compelling television. This is something that we would watch more of. Uh because at the end of the day, it, money talks, right? And if they realize there's money on the table, 
um then they're more likely to make a season two um yeah but i know i know everyone at ovw would 100 percent be thrilled if if they greenlit uh, a second season of this that is awesome that is awesome and then i guess one more question is not really pertaining to the show um but just in general like ovw has such like a rich history like they were WWE's developmental. They they had some of the you know WWE's top names come out of OVW. They were in TNA's developmental for a little while, and then just so many stars have just come through the way. So just how do you just generally like your your feeling of OVW just in general? Uh, I love it. You know, I I when I joined OVW in September of 2019, um, I joined it as someone who in the early 2000s tape traded to get the OVW product because I was wow. hearing about the stuff that Brock Lesnar was doing there and Shelton Benjamin and Orton and, and Cena and Batista and all those guys, like, like as a fan uh, who was in high school at that time, like I wanted to see it. So I tape traded for it. So getting the opportunity to present it to me of like, Hey, do you want to go and, and join OVW? It was uh, w without hesitation, a yes. Um, and you, you walk into that building and, um, it's the same building that those guys worked in. Um, oh, wow. They and, were in the Davis arena back then too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, the building, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, it's the same building. Um, and there's things throughout the building that, that you can look at and be like, oh, wow, this, this has been here since, uh, since John Cena was here. And, and this has been here since Batista was here. And th there's a very big sense of history behind it the arena over the past couple months has has undergone a lot of renovation um and we we have more seating in there and everything and it, it's it's very much an upgraded arena since the Netflix show came out um but you you walk in and you still um you feel the history in that building and, and that's something I've never experienced anywhere else I've ever worked is just the sense of of the legacy that you have to carry on um of these guys that came before you yeah yeah that's incredible that's awesome man hey so let's get into you a little bit uh are yeah. you born and raised in chicago uh yeah yeah i am what's it it's, like uh, uh for you growing up in the windy city dude i love it here um you know it there's so many great things here um i'm a i'm a big sports fan i'm a, a huge baseball fan um and sports are so huge here that uh uh there's always something to do there's always music festivals there's always concerts there's great museums it, it it's the best everything you know in the summer we got a beach and and our own little lakefront here like i can't complain it it's the best city in the world in my opinion that is cool did you ever get a chance to go see the wwf uh and the rosemont horizon uh at, not at at the i mean i saw it at the all-state which it's the same okay, building okay. um but yeah, I've, as I just, a, I just as... asked that because uh, the Rosemont is like esteemed as like one of the best buildings of all time for wrestling. Yeah, you know, uh, I I was at the Rosemont Horizon for like other things, um, not for wrestling. Um, yeah. But the, the Allstate Arena is amazing. Um, I was actually there. My uh, I was there the the night John Cena debuted. Oh uh, wow! Against, the ruthless uh, aggression. The when he when yeah. he against Kurt Angle. Or any yep. challenge them, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and the funniest thing about that night that I will never forget is uh, 
no one knew who he was. Like the regular fan, if if you weren't following OVW, had no idea who John Cena was. I did. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so like he debuted, and you know, Kurt Angle's like, "What's your name?" And he's like, "John Cena." And I'd say about seventy-five percent of the arena at the same time just went, "Who?" Uh, <laughs> which you know, looking back at it 20 years later is probably the funniest response to John Cena ever saying his name. So yeah, you're right. Uh, everybody, people who don't even like wrestling, like know his name, know who he is. Yeah. He's everywhere. He's on every commercial. He's in, you know, movies, he's TV. Like you can't, you can't throw a rock without hitting something John Cena related nowadays. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's such, it's such a great wrestling town. I, that's always, it's always fun even now, if I get a chance to to make it to uh, a show independent or or uh, or like WWE or, or AEW, it's always so fun to be in those environments because Chicago wrestling fans are they're really hot. They're some of the best ones in in the country. Yeah, Chicago is definitely a hotbed for wrestling. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Uh, so, how old were you? No, not how old were you? I'm sorry. But what point in your life uh, did you like discover professional wrestling? Uh, you know. Growing up, it was uh, it was on TV. My mom was never a fan of it. Uh, my dad would watch it, um, and I would I'd be downstairs, and occasionally I I'd look at the TV and and be like, oh, what's this? And it you know, and it'd be like something in in the right at the start of the Attitude Era or you know early Nitro stuff, and um, I was just kind of hooked because uh, it was so different. Um, it yeah. was so different than what else I was, everything else I was seeing at that age. And, um, it, it, it always just kind of stuck with me. Um, all my friends were big, like would watch wrestling and knew about, you know, they had the, the Austin 316 shirts and the, <laughs> you know, and the, the just bring it shirts and all that had, stuff. Uh, so I had the middle foam finger, the middle finger foam finger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like all, all my friends, like everyone I knew, all, they had the stuff. Um, yeah. you know, they were, they were doing the DX chops and everything. And, um, so it was, you know, the mid to late nineties, it was impossible to, to get away from wrestling. So, um, I just kind of, it was just always kind of there more in the background for me. Um, and, uh, but I always loved it. You know, I, I, whenever it was on, I, I, and my dad was watching it, I would always watch it. So. At what point and now, did you I'm, just, and now I'm doing this. Point. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, at what point did you decide that you could do this? Like, where in your life did you go? Wait a minute, I want to get into wrestling. Uh, it was a lot later than I would have liked, honestly. Um, it happens. It I happens. Was, yeah, I was I was 28. Um, okay. When I I first decided to become a wrestler, I was. Um, uh, sorry to interrupt you again. I was 29 when I decided to do stand up comedy. And I just, I wish I would have started like at 21 or, you know, 19 or something like that. Well, and, and then you'd also understand like, it's such a, at that age, it's such a scary thing to kind of step out of the comfort zone that you're in at that yeah. point and be like, do you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And that's okay. But I, I've waited too long. I got to do it. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that's, that's really what it was for me. I was, um, I went to uh, a WrestleMania with my uh, my buddy uh, out in California, and we uh, met. Oh, Appa. was it we was met. it 2015? Was it WrestleMania? Uh, yeah, yeah, that 21? was it. Okay, I was there. I was there. 
yeah, we we were we went to the fan access before the the WrestleMania. We met the Wild Samoans. Oh, and nice! I, and I remember walking up to Afa, and Afa looks at me, and and before I could even say anything to him, he's like, "Do you wrestle?" And I'm I look at him, I'm like, oh, "I'm not sure if I can do it." And he just kind of smiled at me, and he was like, "You never know until you try." Uh, and he signed this autograph, and uh, I remember walking off, and my friend looked at me, and was like, "What was Afa saying to you?" And he, I was like, I, I think I may try becoming a wrestler. Wow, um, that's that's crazy. You know, yeah. Alpha doesn't say that to every single person that walks up to him. Like, <laughs> you, you know, know that's it, not something that he says. Yeah, it's and that's and that's that's kind of what did it. But the the craziest thing was, at the time, uh, me and another friend had a wrestling podcast that we did, and it was it was not terrific at all. But we somehow managed <laughs> to get media credentials to the local comic book convention that wow. year and there just so happened to be a whole ton of wrestlers there and this would have been like two three weeks after wrestlemania so we go and I, we interview tommy dreamer because as a fan i i love ecw um and i always loved ecw and and tommy's one of my favorite wrestlers um and so we interview tommy and afterwards we're just we're just talking and having a conversation and he he stops mid-conversation and he looks at me he's like by the way i need to ask you do you wrestle and i was like you know you're the second person to ask me that this <laughs> month i'm really i'm really starting to think about it and he wow. just he looks he looks at me and he goes well you, you know i i used to be in charge of hiring wrestlers for wwe and when i was in that role i was told to hire guys that look like you so if i was in that role still and you were a trained wrestler right now i would be offering you a contract no questions asked holy shit and yeah and as as a fan um to hear that and to literally kind of have that presented in front of you you, you take that very serious um and that was in april by September, I had moved down to Florida to start training. Wow, that's a big step. Not only did you train, but you moved like halfway across the country. Yeah, it was it was, you know, it was a big thing for me. And um, again, you know, at, at 28, that's that's a huge decision to be like, do I give up everything that I got right now and and try this, you know to go after this childhood dream, yeah, this, leave this pipe dream. Yeah. It's a pipe dream really. Cause you know, there's so few people that uh, become successful in this business. Um, and I was like, I, I don't want the regret of not doing it. Um, yeah. And so I, I did it and I'm so glad that was one of the best decisions I've ever made. That's incredible. Uh, where did you train and how did you decide that that's where you wanted to train? Yeah. So, uh, I first started my training uh, at Team 3D Academy okay. uh, with uh, with uh, Bubba and Devon. Um, you know, there was such a good... I had heard so much about them, you know, and in Florida, there's, there's wrestling schools everywhere. Um, everyone has a wrestling school. Everyone's a wrestler down there. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's easy to find a school. It's not as easy to find a good one. And I went there for a year and a half um, and really kind of got my um, got my basics down. 
um, learned learned the basics, learned to bump, learned to hit the ropes, learned to the some of the basic moves there. Um, and eventually, I made the decision that uh, even though Bubba and Devon treated me really well, I wanted to learn elsewhere. Um, the schedule just wasn't really working for me. Um, Were Bubba and, and Devon pretty hands-on, or do they have like other trainers? So the uh, the secondary trainers uh, who were mainly training us uh, were Serpentico uh, okay. and Jay nice. and Jay Rios, um, okay. and uh, you know in in my when I was there we had Caden uh, Carter started training around the same time as me. Uh, she's in NXT now. Uh, yeah, no, she's had, the main roster now. Yeah, she is. She is. She's yeah, on former Raw. NXT um, Women's Tag Team Champion. Yeah, uh, we've got. Uh, we had. Uh, uh, you know, we we had a lot of people um, that were there. A lot of guys that did a lot of stuff on the indies, um, but uh, it was a really good class and a really good group to learn from. Uh, but after a year and a half, I was like it's hard for me to, it was harder for me to learn how to move like a big man from someone significantly smaller than me. Um, and I can see Devon that, was, especially, sorry, especially if it's like Serpentico. Cause he, yeah, he's a, he's more of a smaller guy. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. That. And, and he's, he's so technically sound and I love everything that I learned from him. And, and I, I don't have a bad thing to say about, about him. I, I love him to death. And he, he, he treated me so well. Um, and Devon always treated me like, like a son. Yeah. Um, and I, I love him to death That's for cool. that. There's nothing, had, there's nothing wrong with learning the basics from some really good people and then going off and finding people to teach you your style. Right, exactly. And and that's what I, I ended up doing is I went um I went to a school called Pro Wrestling 2.0. Um okay. and it was it's run by uh uh a rest, former WWF wrestler. Uh, by the name of Alex the Pug Porto. Yes, it is. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think I have him on Facebook or something. I always see him post about it. Yeah, yeah. Pug, Pug is is all in on 2.0, but at the time, their head trainer was uh, Jesus Rodriguez, uh, oh, who is nice. better, better known as Ricardo Rodriguez to most WWE fans. Uh, what most people don't know is that Jesus is a phenomenal wrestler. Um, and is so technically sound and, and has such great psychology. Um, and he really helped kind of refine my, my thinking and my, my psychology. Um, and he really helped elevate me to that next level that I needed to get to. Um, and 2.0 was running shows at the time. Um, 2.0 put me on shows very shortly thereafter uh my arrival there um so i started to get in ring work um just through them to kind of polish up because you can do training all the time but until you get in front of a live crowd it gets very different um and then uh mecca wolf came in uh jesus left he went to texas um and then mecca wolf came in and mecca wolf is currently with the nwa um yep. and uh another really kind of underrated mind in the business uh really great dude um and he he really helped take me pick up where where Jesus left off and um 
the brilliance of all this too is is both those guys are are lucha guys so right yep yeah i learned very well how to base and and to take a lot of these lucha moves that the smaller guys like to do nowadays so i could oh, go out there and if a guy wants to do a hurricane rana cool i can do that you know if a guy yeah. wants to to do you know you name the the kind of the crazy i can do it uh and i can do it with them um and, and i was also going to add that uh jesus uh you know he's he's a he's not a huge guy but in the lucha world compared to the lucha doors he's a pretty big dude so he, he is teach you how to wrestle people smaller than you just based on that like his experience doing that exactly and that and that was a, a big thing for me is you know like you said he's he's not a he's not a big guy but compared to you know the other luchadors out there yeah he's exactly. a he's a bigger dude so he's a bigger, yeah he's a big luchador like yeah yeah so i was able to learn like how he did things and kind of upscale them as best as i could to me and what i was doing um with guys that are that were like his size you know um and it, it worked really well for me and i'm i'm very grateful for everything that i learned from them and jesus and i still talk i, I worked for him uh back in march he's got a company out in uh uh pennsylvania called oh, wow. three legacies um and it got to work for him up there and that was that was really cool that's awesome that's really cool so after you after you trained did you stick around florida for a while or how did you end up in louisville yeah, so I I stayed in Florida. Um, I trained down uh, trained down there at, while I was living down there, and and just picked up the whatever small shows I could get. Um, started to make a name for myself in Florida. Um, but I always in the back of my mind remembered a big piece of advice that uh, Serpentico gave me uh, when I was over at 3D, and it was that. You can work every day in Florida if you want to, but you will never make any money. You need to leave the state. And he was right. Uh, there's so many wrestlers down in Florida that there's always someone willing to undercut you on your price uh, and on on your fee and what you're worth. Um, so in order to really expand, I was doing well enough. I was, I was working decent enough matches. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go back home to Chicago. Um, and just see what happens. Chicago, like we said, such a huge wrestling hub. Um, yeah. It's a major travel hub, too. So if, let's say, I got a show in, in Florida, I can still fly down there easily. If I've got oh, something yeah. in California, I can get out there. You know, yeah, I, it's I very can go centrally there. located. Right. So um company called Berwin Championship Wrestling uh, no longer is around, but they gave me my first shot up here in Chicago. Um, had they really started giving me the world. They, they pushed me to the moon. They gave me every opportunity, started working um, a lot of wrestler, local wrestlers up here that have been wrestling for 15, 20 years. Um, so I was able to get the experience from, uh, from those guys. And then one day I got the opportunity to wrestle Jay Bradley um, and Jay Bradley. Um, he was with WWE for a while he won the gut check for impact. Um, he's been everywhere. He's, he's now uh, down in, uh, he's now with the NWA. Uh, but at the time he was with OVW. Um, and Jay and I wrestled a match. 
um, match went really well, um, but never talked to Jay after that. So fast forward to 2019, I get an opportunity to have a tryout with Impact. Um, I'm talking with the former booker of Berwyn, and he's like, have you reached out to Jay? Uh, I'm like, no, I haven't talked to Jay in, you know, a year and a half. He's like, let me give him your number. Maybe he'll give you some advice because he was with Impact. Yeah, right. He knows. Yeah, he knows kind of what they're looking for. Exactly. So call. Uh, I'm like, yeah, give him my number. Uh, Jay calls me and Jay's like, hey, uh, you're probably not going to get anything from this tryout. It's more of a cattle call. They don't really hire anyone from this thing, kind of thing. Uh, but I'm currently the head trainer at OVW. And OVW is doing some big things right now. And I think you'd be a good fit. I'd like to bring you down. And I was like, you know, again, I've, I've traded tapes for this company. I know the lineage. I'm, I'm a fan of the product. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and he brought me down uh, in September of 2019. And I had a tryout, like a dark match. Uh against a wrestler by the name of AJZ and went well. And I've been a part of OVW's active roster ever since. Wow. That is awesome. So the question on that one is, did you go to the impact tryout or did you just skip it because you didn't think you'd get hired? Uh, I did the tryout. I did How the did tryout. Uh, it went well. It was exactly what Jay said it would be. Um, I got some, uh, some extra work out of it um, that weekend took a, took a body slam on the stage from Brian Cage which was which was fun um but uh you know it it went well and I I'm still doing uh extra work for Impact and and helping them out whenever they come to Chicago Oh that's um, cool and the, they're in Chicago quite often They did they did three Recently. shows here this year and they just did Bound for Glory here Yeah yeah that, um, yeah they did and they did the next day tapings there too Yeah they they're they're here quite a bit now um yeah and they went and they, when trinity when trinity debuted it was a that was the here. Big chicago show too yeah yeah that was here i was i was there that night uh, oh I was, nice. I was i was doing extra work that night um and that was a big that was a big fun thing to try yeah. and keep that a secret um and uh but impact impact has always treated me very well anytime i've been there um you know the 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 crew there is is so good um and and the 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 funny thing most people don't realize the head referee there uh daniel spencer is the head referee at ovw as well so daniel and i know each other very very well uh so anytime they're coming up he'll shoot me a text and be like hey uh are you free on on such and such a date and i'll be like yeah i'm free or no i'm i'm booked somewhere but um yeah that i i love impact or TNA again, I guess, is there they've gone back to. So not officially yet, but they will, yeah, in January. What do you let's let's talk about that? What do you think about them rebranding back to TNA? It's cool. You know, I that's really what cool. I grew up on. I grew yeah. up on on watching TNA wrestling and and uh buying some of those those pay-per-views on uh when they were running in Nashville. And uh it's cool, you know. everybody wants to see TNA back. Everyone to this day still chants TNA. Um, yeah, branding wise, it, it makes perfect sense. Call it what the fans want and, uh, and 
like honor that heritage of of that company yeah it, it, yeah it's really cool i really think it's a it's a cool it's a cool concept that i didn't see coming and yeah. i think it'll be it'll be really fun and i think i think uh they're gonna you know i don't know for sure but it just feels like they're gonna when they rebrand they're gonna start doing some big things i'm excited about to see what happens yeah i'm i'm excited to see it it looks like they've got a a couple larger larger arenas on on the books coming up and uh that's that's pretty awesome again it if they're successful everyone's successful like the more more competition and more places there there are that are are doing well in the business the better it is for the business as a whole were you in the building uh for bound for glory i was not i was i was booked that weekend night well that's a good problem to have yeah i was (laughs) uh, although i uh i i was a bit regretting not being there uh just because that's that's their wrestlemania you know um yeah right and it would it would have been great to be a part of that but uh no i was i was i was elsewhere that weekend that makes sense i was gonna ask what the what the energy was like of that commercial aired at the very end because it just seemed like there was a lot of buzz in the building from it from from what what some of my friends who were doing extra work that weekend told me it was it was electric it was real electric wow. uh, because like you said no no one saw it coming no one yeah, no, no I, one had I, any idea completely out of the blue yeah it was it was out of nowhere and then it was like oh okay tna's back this is the greatest news possible yeah, it's funny because the way that wrestling works now, if something big is going to happen, usually you hear about it like on you know on on these websites, you know, like oh CM Punk is going to come back, and you're like oh yeah right whatever you know, but you still hear about it before it happens, and yeah, this was definitely something that completely just took us all by surprise. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always the rumblings, you know, I'll I'll always stuff will pop up on on Twitter or or on Instagram ahead of time, and it's like it takes away some of the the joy of wrestling. It Nowadays. does, yeah. The feeling of when we used to watch it and like, who's going to be on Nitro tonight? Who's going to show up? Oh, there's Jeff Jarrett. What the hell? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's it's you know going into the show and not knowing exactly you know, oh who's who's mad at who backstage and who's you know, <laughs> who you know like we don't fans don't need to know that. that yeah, it's it's irrelevant yeah. to the business and you know I just just enjoy the product for what it is you know i remember what it was like back in in you know 1999 1998 and like the joy that we had like you know tuning into nitro like you said and being like oh oh my god who's gonna show up tonight you know what's goldberg gonna do and like not not care about you know what dynamites dynamites rating and raws like who cares about who scored who and who got you know more viewers whatever yeah the the demos don't the demo doesn't matter to anyone, no, you know, like, <laughs> you know, everyone's talking about, Oh, they did so great in the 18. De- oh, shut up. Like, like that doesn't affect you. Like, yeah. Unless like, it was Chris like, Jericho, the demo God. <laughs> right. Like, like you're, you're not getting a paycheck for them doing great in, in a demo. So why, why does it matter? What is it? You know? Matter? And that's, Jeez, that's please. just, it's just so weird how, how it's all kind of, kind of changed recently yeah i agree so when you when you showed up in ovw you had that dark match uh what happened from there did they like offer you a contract to to be there long term and uh they basically were like what are you doing next week um <laughs> and that's that's how it went um they they were like we we liked what we saw we 
we think we can do some stuff with you. Um, and they, it, it was just a week to week thing. Um, everyone was kind of on a, a week to week, like handshake deal. That um, makes sense. especially if they were like, you know, financially hurting or whatever at the time, like that makes sense. Yeah. And, and it was, and it was fine. Like none of us, none of us were mad about it. I was getting my, uh, I was getting my transportation paid for and that's all that mattered to me. You know, were you coming in um, all the way from Chicago? Yeah. It's uh it was five hours one way, about 10 hours round trip. Wow. Um, but it's television exposure and in oh, this yeah, business, absolutely. Yeah. Not a lot of people a get television. Yeah. Not a lot of people get that television exposure. So, um, you know, once, once you can put TV by your name, you know, your everything gets a little bit better for you, uh, professionally, financially, all of that. Um, so kept going. Um, then the, the pandemic hit, uh, we were shut down for six months. Um, and when we came out of it, I was told that I would be joining their, uh, their big heel faction, Legacy of Brutality. Um, and Legacy of Brutality had been a, a part of OVW since 2016, um, and they were the current uh, Southern Heavyweight Tag Champs. Um, and the kind of the the rub of this whole thing is uh, they worked Freebird rules. So me joining the tag team and joining the faction meant I was now a tag champion as well. Oh um, wow. Yeah, it was uh it was really wild. So they um <laughs> so I my first ma- first match back, they uh they were like here's the title. Um and I just showed up and I'm I'm tag champ now. Um we became the longest reigning tag champs in OVW history. Um I got to be a part of that run. Um Cash Flow was a part of that. Isaiah Josh Ashcraft, Big Zoe, um, all of those guys, um, still some of my best friends. Um, and I love those guys to death. Uh, we, we rode the roads for the whole time we were doing that. And um, it wasn't until um, Matt Jones came in that we actually had contracts. Um, and I was then signed to my first official wrestling contract uh they offered me the contract and uh after we negotiated i i absolutely signed it and uh very proud of that fact um because again not a lot of people get to say that they um get to sign an actual professional wrestling contract for guaranteed money yeah um and that's that's what i i got to do and um feel very grateful for that and um then shortly thereafter the netflix thing happened and it's it's just been it's just been this roller coaster of a ride ever since it's crazy in the u.s um there might be five companies maybe there's a few more but there might be five companies that do contracts and so yeah you're right not a lot of wrestlers get to sign contracts and then on top of that i remember uh matt jones you brought up he said on the on the on the docuseries that lbw is the only um company that isn't like a, like one of the main companies that's on tv and i thought about that and i was like holy shit that's true it's crazy because i mean like the, when i was a kid you know there was territories or whatever and they all had their little tvs and stuff but now ovw is one of the last few uh promotions with tv so that's pretty awesome 
you know, we're we're kind of like the last territory. I and, was thinking and that, yeah. It is kind of like the last territory. It it really is, and and it's really cool. And you know what Matt was saying is is very true. Like there there's really only a handful that have TV. We are uh, the only company outside of AEW and WWE that does weekly live television. Um, okay, we, you're right. You're right. Because I was uh, at first, I was like, "Oh, what about Impact?" But you're right, weekly live. Yeah, Impact tapes. They they've Impact got tape. weekly TV. Yep. So does uh, MLW. We, They're not even on TV anymore. But yeah, so does MLW. Yeah, uh, NWA, same deal. Uh, yep. We're we're every Thursday night. We're live on on Fight. We're live on uh, WBNA down in Louisville. We're we're live on on multiple channels across the state of Kentucky and and Indiana and and so many other places. Um, but like that's that's wild because not a lot of people get to say that they work live television every week. Yeah. Um, OVW is is very special in that fact that you know okay when you say when you say the top companies people think WWE and and AEW and and Impact and NW but the reality is 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 OVW is doing all of that um and have been flying under the radar for so long doing it and now the world is is actually seeing uh exactly what OVW is is about yeah, and with the exception of the the top dog WWE, OVW's been around longer than anybody else, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, in, in, in some in form US, or another. In the U.S. Yeah, yeah. I mean, territory wise, I, I believe it. It technically started in like the early '90s or late '80s. Um, it, it's something ridiculous like that, and then it it just it just kind of stayed there until WWE took uh made them developmental and then it shot way up and then you know it, it dipped a little bit then then they got the impact developmental and then it came up uh and it's just it's been crazy like if you actually look at the history of ovw um and see everything that that this company's done uh and see where it is today it it's so fascinating and and uh, al snow is is such a huge part of that and i i can't um I can't say that enough. Al, Al does so much for this company, and uh, we all love him for it. Yeah, Al Snow is amazing. I mean, we could sit here and probably talk for another hour just about Al Snow. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. The stories. Uh, so, in closing, uh, Steve, if there's a couple of things that you can manifest for yourself uh, in professional wrestling coming up in the future, what would those be? Man, uh, the biggest thing for me, I've. Uh, I'm trying to get a couple more states crossed off my list. I've I'm been very lucky to in this past year I got to to work Alaska for the very first time. I've been oh, wow. work, I've been working out in Hawaii frequently, um, which nice. is a dream. Um I I still wanna I need to hit those West Coast states. I need to come out to California. I need to come out to to Washington and, and Oregon and all, all those places. Um that's a big, big one for me. Um trying to to finalize some stuff overseas in the uk for next year um currently as well you know i i just want to see ovw keep keep going on the path that it is um i believe in it i believe it's a great company um i'm not planning on going anywhere anytime soon um i'm i'm very happy with what i've got um if if wwe gives me a call i'll i'll i'd be stupid not to answer uh, but I'm I'm very happy with 
what OVW is doing and, and some of the stuff that I've been hearing is, is coming down the pipeline even yet. That is awesome, man. That is super awesome. Uh, do you want to plug your social media? Yeah. Uh, I try and keep it pretty easy. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Chicago bear hug, all one word. Um, you can follow me on there. Uh, I keep, keep everything current, uh, post about upcoming shows, post about stuff we're doing at OVW travel, all that. Uh, I like Chicago bear hug because it's mean and adorable at the same time. <laughs> Do you know what? It's, it's something when you say it, people remember it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's got enough of a hook that people aren't gonna, aren't gonna forget it. Cause if it's, you know, if it's Steve Michaels six one two, like no one's gonna remember that. Um, but they'll remember at Chicago Bear Hug all the time. Even uh that's even my my pro wrestling tease store is pro wrestlingtees.com slash Chicago Bear Hug. Like if, I try and keep it very uniform just just for simplicity reasons. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. That's cool. You have any upcoming uh upcoming events? I do. Uh first off, OVW, uh Every week, live on fight. That's every Thursday night. Uh, we have two hours. Um, please go give that a watch. Um, this Saturday, I'm actually going to be in Joliet, Illinois, working for Rocket Pro Wrestling. Um, that's the main company that I like to work for up here in, in the Chicago area. Um, do a lot of great stuff. That Marche Rocket is a part of that company. Uh, Marche is a part of the NWA, former TNA star. Um, I'll be there uh, and I'll be taking, I'll actually be taking part in a, uh, a big toy drive this Saturday for our local children's hospital as well. Uh, so if anyone's listening to this, that's in the area, they keep coming out, please bring a toy. Um, and let's try to help out some sick kids. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Not only are you out there having, you know, wrestling and stuff, but you're also like helping out people. Yeah. It's, you know, you got to give back, you know, if, yeah, if with the, the platform I, I'm blessed to have. I, I I want to try and make the world a better place if I can. Definitely. You've come so far in, in uh, you know, a few short years. So that's super awesome, man. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been really fun talking to you. Hey, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And then as for me, you can find me uh, on, on Twitter at PWN Podcast, also at Funky Sam Medina across the board. And everything else is that hypothetical comedy. Awesome. Thank you, Steve. Hey, thank you.